Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred. Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle of the base hit! Meeting in the middle. Fight, fight. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle of a middle. The middle of a war. Freaking ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. Alrighty, everyone, and welcome to the best seat in the house for all things cinema: the middle seats. This is our freeze frame show where we will talk about a movie of the past and go into a little bit more detail than we would otherwise in our main podcast. So, we just reviewed Blade Runner 2049 this past Wednesday, so we're going to be looking at the original Blade Runner today. A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What I didn't know was they were looking for me. Mr. Deckard, Dr. Eldon Terrell. Time to die. <laughs> Are you for real? He's a damn one-man slaughterhouse. So, Blade Runner is a renowned sci-fi classic by Ridley Scott. It stars Harrison Ford in a dystopian L.A. in 2019. <laughs> Only two years away now. Um, that future focuses on a world where synthetic humans known as replicants are bioengineered in order to work for society. And when a fugitive group of replicants goes on and escapes, uh, the main detective Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, hunts them down and goes on a wild adventure that explores humanity and what it means to be human. So, gentlemen, what do we all think about Blade Runner? Let's start with Drew. <laughs> you just said his name's Rick Deckard, right? <laughs> yeah. What I said? No, you're right. But I said um, in our main review, which I hopefully if you've heard this, you you're listening to it right now. I said Deckard Shaw, which is <laughs> um, oh Furious Seven. The Furious Jason. Seven. That's Jason Statham's oh. character. Oh man. Good <laughs> Lord, Drew. <laughs> How many Deckards are there? Excellent. The first day. Oh man. Okay. Well, people know what I mean. Blade Runner is a movie for me that I appreciate more than I like, or love, per se. It's a movie that gained the cult status throughout the years as being this huge, influential, brilliant sci-fi masterpiece. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think it's a pretty rock-solid sci-fi film that really transcends visually what the genre was, and audibly what the genre was. Um, I think it has a lot of interesting things to say about AI and Android and what it means to be human. Um... And it really is a slow burn, kind of like Blade Runner 2049 was. There's a lot of things to think about after watching the film, but it's a matter of the execution of the movie. And for me, it's a bit dry for my taste um, overall. Dry is an interesting word to put it. What do you think, Jake? Um, kind of kind of agreeing with, with Andrew here. Its influence it's, is bigger than it's um, than it, you know... Than how it stands up today, for example, um, I think it's the influence is uncanny. But it, uh, the movie itself, today in twenty seventeen, is is good. Uh, interesting concept, interesting themes. Um, 
you know, I think Harrison Ford is fine. He's been he's pretty good. He's been better. Um, and I think it's engaging enough, but it doesn't get exciting until the third act. And I think the third act is un- is easily its strongest. I think the standout performance of the film, um, not even is not Harrison Ford. I think um, it's Rucker Hauer. Easily. Absolutely. From he's, Blade Runner to Hobo with a Shotgun. He's borderline terrifying in the third act. He's menacing. Yeah. He's insane. He's out of Borderline terrifying. He is terrifying. Well, I don't get scared easy, but he's he's out of his <laughs> he's mind. Actually he's crazy. fascinating to watch. And you know what I actually think? This movie came out before Silence of the Lambs. I see Hannibal Lecter in him a little bit. I could see that as well. Mm. Yeah. There are a lot of comparisons. Yeah, but I'm... It- it sounds unfortunately like we're all in the exact same boat here about this sci-fi classic where we appreciate it, but we don't love it. Um, this is a movie that many people say you have to rewatch over and over again. Um, I think we've all seen it twice now, right? Yeah. Which version though? There's like nine versions of the movie. Yeah. If that's, that's, great. that's one of the issues too. The theatrical cut is considered pretty meh. And there was the director's cut which the director has now renounced as also being bad and rushed. So the the current standard is the final cut, which came out in 2007. And that is supposed to be the quintessential Blade Runner. And that's what you're supposed to watch. Um, so I've seen the director's cut and the final cut. Um, and I didn't notice too many different things between the two, although there were some bigger missing scenes that were rightfully included a, in the final cut there's a big ass um, unicorn in one of them <laughs> yep that's that's in the final cut and i think those uh additions to the story have helped make the movie successful um because they added the most intriguing parts of the movie for a modern day audience that understands ai and doesn't need to be blown away just by including it in the movie but actually talking about it um so Let's, let's get into a little bit more detail. What do we like about the movie? What don't we like? Let's start with Jake this time. Okay. Um, just so the audience knows, we are talking spoilers. Um, for me, it's just... It's like the concept... I think, generally speaking, the concept is just a lot better than the execution. So, as far as replicants wanting to be human, what it means to be human, um, why they're being hunted in the first place, all this stuff, it's all a fascinating concept, and I... You know, I think any producer would be silly to shoot it down um, in any day and age. But it's just it teeters on the line of of, you know, semi boring at times. And it's just not all that exciting for a lot of it. And it kind of comes and goes when it is and isn't. And um, I think the execution doesn't really get like I said earlier, doesn't get thrilling until the third act. I am I am gripping the edge of my seat in the third act. I am excited. I am engaged. I think the third act is is amazing. It's just the first two. It's too much setup, I guess. There's just not a, enough going on. Um, I don't know. I just. I personally it, think you're overselling the third act a little bit. Yeah, I'm actually the same boat as Drew there. No, I think Drew. the third act is so much fun. It's so it's so exciting. That tears in the rain monologue is fun. Yeah, it's it's is that the it's, word you want to go it's, with. It's, it's it's thrilling and intriguing and engaging as hell. Yeah, I'll I'll go with that. You oh, but fun though, because that that's a heartbreaking model. It's exciting. That thing well, yeah, is... I'm, okay, you're 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 splitting hairs here. The third act itself <laughs> is fun. That might be devastating. I'm kind of busting touching. your balls a little. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that might be devastating and touching. But the third act, 
is is so I think is so much better than the the previous two. I honestly think this movie's legacy is more interesting than its actual movie. Like, he had four tries to get this right. If I went in to go take a test and I was like, no, I didn't do well this time, can I take the test again? And then you take the mm-hmm. test again and you don't do well again, you go, no, this one needs a unicorn. I'm going to add that. And now <laughs> you finally get the test correct. Like, the fact that this movie has gone through so many different forms and shapes and sizes and has finally been regarded as a classic after all those shapes and sizes, I think is infinitely more interesting than the actual movie is. Like, is it is it engaging at points? Absolutely. Is it a pretty well-made movie? Definitely. Is it visually gorgeous? Yeah. But there's, you know, we've surpassed where Blade Runner was at that at this point. I really truly believe that. I think sci-fi as a genre has left it behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it nobody can um, undercut the amount of work that this did for the industry as a whole. Um, before sci-fi was kind of just a fringe genre uh you definitely wouldn't have a big star like harrison ford in a sci-fi movie back in 1982 as a run-of-the-mill sort of thing but we definitely get that now well i mean um and this movie if we're discounting star wars yeah yeah and um this movie's production design is really really cool to see a dirty dystopian future was pretty groundbreaking at the time. Most sci-fi focused on, oh, everything's going to be stainless steel. Uh, but this gave us a gritty, dark world that grew itself as you watch the movie. Uh, I like how the world is kind of like a weird mixture between Asian aesthetics and also like Los Angeles aesthetics. Um, I don't know where he got the idea from that is. I don't know if that's from the original source material, but I think that was a very neat touch to make it kind of feel more cultural and global. Sure, definitely. So, um, let let's talk about the the big elephant in the room the the one that promotes the most discussion about Blade Runner is whether or not Harrison Ford's character as Deckard is a replicant or not, and that's probably the the coolest feature of the movie is raising that question, but. Part of the thing that really annoys me at Blade Runner is that that question is such a subtlety in the movie. There's only two real scenes that hint at it because the the love interest um, goes and asks, have you ever taken that test yourself? And then he has that dream about well, the unicorn. Well, and that's all the movie well, really brings to well, its attention. Mate, you are, I would, I would say yes. you are an expert among us, but there is a scene either it's right around the time he gets real creepy with her and his eyes light up, light up like a robot. So I was just going to yes. say you're missing one. You're missing mm. a key one there, buddy, Mr. Expert. Yes. And <laughs> th- does it really matter if he's a replicant or not? Does that change the movie at all? Does it change the themes? Does it change the messages? Um, exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's a big fun debate to have and stuff and it has become the debate about Blade Runner. But does do do we actually have to give a shit? Like, do we have to care? I mean, the movie is pretty much not not completely the same, you know, but the same actions happen, and he but, acts the same throughout. I just find it fascinating that that's become the touchstone topic. I guess that's kind of the thing, though. If he's a replicant, would he act the same? So he thinks he's a human, and to our knowledge, he is. Um, but say, Andrew, you you found out at the age of, like, like now, 22, that you're a robot, wouldn't your entire life change? Would I protect other robots, though? 
uh, maybe if you connected with them. Maybe. And it's it's a cool point, but the original Blade Runner does nothing with that debate. And that's why this movie really falls off for me. And other critics can rewatch this and say it's a masterpiece, but it just doesn't do it for me as a movie because it raises questions but never acts on those answers one way or the other. It's just it's just fun to talk about, but it's not present in the film. And just to be clear, you're not talking about like explicit answers. When we say answers, we mean kind of just justifications per se. Exactly. Not exactly. You don't have to look at the camera and tell us this is what's happening. But, you know, you need to give it some kind of context. Or at least have Harrison's Ford character have to wrestle with that question. That never happens in the movie. Right. It's just a little tease that has made a legacy. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, what would we rate the original Blade Runner, guys, on the seat scale? Let's start with Jake. So I'm sure it sounds like we're in a, we're all in a pretty similar boat here. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would be outraged at anything but a royal throne, but for me, it does it doesn't get there. It's, I it's a nice it's a nice plush recliner. It's it's a good movie. It's entertaining enough. It's not it's not run of the mill like a wooden seat. It's it's a it's a good movie and it's influential. It's like one of the first ever made plush plush uh, recliners. Um, <laughs> So it's like the first, it's like the one of the first of its kind. It's good. It's comfy to sit in, but I don't think it's a masterpiece. True. It's hard because, and I think this is going to be a problem in this freeze frame kind of um, spinoff show for us because a lot of these movies have, you know, they have legacies. And how do you separate the legacy from the actual body of work? Um, absolutely, if we're talking genre-wise overall, it's mo- the movie's a royal throne. Um, but if you're looking at it specifically as a movie on its own, it's it's kind of on the lower end of plush recliner for me, I would say. It's a movie that I really appreciate and I like it, but I don't love it. And I, I've had more fun talking about it here with you guys than actually watching it, to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a, in complete contrast to our 2049 review, but I'm on the lower end of this movie. For me personally, it is a wooden seat. Ooh, um, I'm I'm just not a huge fan, and we can talk about this movie's legacy for for ages. But when it comes down to my personal tastes, upon rewatch, this is just a mediocre, original but not quite successful movie for me. Uh, and that's kind of how I'm gonna keep rating these freeze frame reviews because. I don't have the context of when this movie came out or even when this movie started its cult following. All I can do is just sit down and watch a movie and say if I liked it or not. And I'm not a huge fan. Wooden seat. But what if that seat is a replicant? Dun, dun, dun. True. Get the heck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's freeze frame. I hope you enjoyed our little analysis of Blade Runner. Um, do you guys like this movie? Uh, let us know in the comments down below. Please let us know uh, if you have any more suggestions for future freeze frames in upcoming weeks. Uh, find us on YouTube. Find us on our email, on our Facebook page. Uh, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. So that's it for us. Keep that seat warm, everyone. We'll be back soon. <laughs>